I'm basically a podcast podcast veteran now. This is. I'm basically a podcast veteran now, aren't I? Can you believe this? Episode 14 already, everyone. It's me, it's Burge. We're back for episode 14 of the Personal Trainer Daily. And I'm releasing this on a Friday because I think it's the best time to do it. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about four things I think every personal trainer should be doing at weekends. I know, I know everyone is a bit clickbaity, but bear with me on this one. I'm not going to actually give you four things to do. There's going to be three things to do. And then the fourth one is a nice bit of surprise. I think too many trainers get bogged down, get very bogged down with thinking they have to be always working on their business or in their business. And if they take any form of time off, does it mean that clients are going to get bored of them? Clients don't think that you're thinking about them anymore and that they matter. And it's it's quite an anxious industry at times. You know, I've worked with, I hate, I hate using numbers all the time, but uh, I've worked with thousands of trainers over the last sort of seven, eight years. And if I'd say there's one commonality between everyone is that we're not very good at taking time off. So I'm going to give you some stuff to do this weekend that I think will really, really, really help in allowing you the space to take a little break out of the business. That's what I want you to do. So uh, let's get cracking. The first thing I think is very important to do is firstly block out like a two hour block in your weekend it might be like you might want to do things Saturday morning Saturday morning like nine till eleven before the weekend really kicks off nine to eleven on Saturday it might be 5 p.m to 7 p.m on a Sunday because that's just like when you starting to think about work again but the two hour block what we're going to use it for are these three things the first thing is we're going to self-reflect on the week that's just gone by who are your high performing clients and what have they done particularly well? Do they deserve additional bits of praise? And are they a, the kind of like stories that you might want to feature in next week's social media posts and bursts and stories? Uh, do we want to build a frame around them? What about the people as well in your self-reflection time that haven't done particularly well? What are the commonalities there? Do they need extra accountability? Do they need extra support? Are people doing what you have requested from them for instance if they train with you once a week and you know they need to train really three or four times a week to get results what are the sticking points so it means you can just send out a a nudge ahead of the week ahead look i would love for you to speed up your results next week what can we do more to make you take even more progress in the week ahead so this self-reflection time you can really use to ascertain who are your high performing clients and how do we celebrate it who are your low performing clients and how do we like nip that in the bud? Because I think that's a smart thing to do for retention and marketing at the same time. Then what we need to do in the self-reflection period is figure out like what tasks are taking up too much time. So I know a big thing for personal trainers is, for instance, booking systems. So if, for instance, you are taking all of your bookings through text message, WhatsApp and email and all these places, is that the best and most efficient use of your time? Why not get something like Calendly or our preference at Curious Fitness? The thing we use is Go Team Up, a booking system that allows people to be self-sufficient in booking their sessions. And then, of course, if there's not a session availability at the time a client wants, they can always go back to old school text, phone call, email, whatever they do at that point. But I don't think because of the way technology is now, 
don't think there's any real reason why you should be texting back and forth on session availability. It should be something that you are doing by just checking your booking system once on a like two hour period at the weekend just to see who's training when on the week ahead. And if people haven't booked their sessions, you can give them a little nudge to say, hey, Chris, I can cancel your booking for next week. Can you make sure you book it as soon as you can? If there's not availability at the time you want, give me a shout. We can see if we can figure something out. So that's booking stuff. Next stage on this two-hour block on your self-reflection period, what payments haven't come in and haven't been chased? If you do that and you do the, and look at your, your systems, if it's taking too much time during the week and you're worried about what payments are coming in and what ones aren't, at this stage, what you do is potentially look at a direct debit system like GoCardless or Stripe, something that allows you to really keep control of who's paid and when. It's all automated. It's all out of your hair so that you can get on with the business of being an amazing coach and allowing technology to take care of the things that like take up time. So I know early in my career, it was always a case of one client would pay on like the first or the seventh and then the 19th. That's ah, all these things to chase and check. Whereas if it was all automated back then, it would have saved me so much time. And if it saves me that much time, could I actually take on potentially more sessions or look at new business interests that I could take on there as well? So this self-reflection time, again, just recapping this little area of the podcast, we're going to look at who's done well, celebrate it and figure out if we can build a campaign next week around high-performing clients. We got a safety net around people that haven't performed particularly well this week. And then we look at your bookings for the week ahead and nudge clients who haven't made their bookings yet. And then we look at payments that have come in. An extra thing you can do on here as well is predict your cash flow for the week ahead. So are the expenses going out next week? Are they covered? Have you got receipts? So you can put them into your, uh, ideally, I like people using bookkeeping systems like Xero or QuickBooks. These things are helpful. Another thing that I do think to add on to this self-reflection task, if you have an accountability buddy, or as South Park framed it, accountability buddy, I think this self-reflection time could be so powerful for so many of you if you did this with another trainer. So what you do is, for instance, you do a you go, I go on a phone call or a Zoom call, whereby you go through, hey, just to let you know, this week, my high-performing clients are X, Y, and Z. And you can talk through why. Because if you've got to explain it, it makes it very clear to you. And then if they've got to explain it back, there might be little things that you don't pick up on in your own work that you might, hey, that's a really decent idea. They might have novel ideas on how you can help low-performing clients take steps forward. So I don't think this is where people need necessarily a mentor or a paid coaching service. If more trainers got themselves an accountability buddy and did the self-reflection meeting that we talk firstly about high-performing clients, then it's you go, I go on low-performing clients, then it's you go, I go on your bookings for next week, then it's you go, I go on um, cash flow projections for the next week. It allows you then to present your business in a really succinct way. The second thing we're going to do for the week in terms of uh, your your two-hour window at a weekend is we're going to strategize your marketing for the week and we're going to put a post in every single day, schedule it for Monday through to Friday. Uh, you can do all of that in that time. What we do is we just get sound bites from clients, high-performing clients. We just build posts out about them and schedule them for the week ahead. One single post and you schedule that um, in Facebook Creator Studio so you can post it to Facebook and Instagram at the same time. It makes it very, very straightforward for you to put out content. 
And then on a daily basis, you just use social media to either reply to comments or upload stories. It will increase your efficiency of time. Like you won't waste so much time worrying about what to post and when. We do it all in one hit on a, on a weekend over a two-hour block. Get your posts for the week done and off you go. The last thing we're going to do on the week review in the two-hour block at a weekend is like review what your social media campaigns did last week. So what was your most popular content and why? Does that content now, should we boost it to extend its reach? And what was your advertising spend for the week for the week that's just gone? And what did it bring you back? So for instance, if you spend £10 per day on advertising, you spent £70, have you got enough in the pipeline that is going to replace that £70 in new bookings? If you haven't, it's a time to review it, figure out why it's not working, and then try again. So what we do is the third task, we review your marketing activity, what's been effective, what hasn't, what's your spend been like, and then what we do is we start building out next week's actions based on cold, hard facts. The fourth and final thing you need to do at weekends, after all that's done, is just switch off. No replies. If clients text you over a weekend, you can tell them in advance when they sign up, when they sign up to you for the first time, or you can make a communication today if you like, just to say from now on at weekends, after 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning, I won't be contactable until 7pm on a Sunday night. If you need me in that time, send me a message and I will reply to you when I'm back on the clock. But that allows you then to take time off because none of us work at our best when we are always inside the business, not thinking and reflecting on what's gone right and wrong and how to run things more efficiently. When we're always at the cold face, our best work never, ever, 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 ever happens. So this time off will allow you to genuinely, I promise you, I promise you if you do this, you'll think more creatively you'll reduce the amount of pressure you put yourself under and you'll really enjoy the process of creating your campaigns going forward if you do this right. Promise me, I want you to promise me and nod along if you can hear me right now, nod along, uh, that you're going to take a little bit of time off because you're going to use a two-hour window to be incredibly productive, incredibly efficient to do all of the administration tasks inside your business so that Monday through to Friday you can deliver great coaching we review it all on a Saturday or a Sunday, and then we rinse and repeat. Then the weekends are yours for you. Ladies and gents, thank you very much for listening. I will catch you in the next episode of the Personal Trainer Daily. If you've enjoyed this, please send a little comment onto social media, like upload a story. I don't know. It's, it's up to you. Or if you could review the podcast, it would be hugely appreciated. I'm trying to get more ears listening to my sultry kind of Russell Howard, West Country voice. But uh, I, I love putting these out and I'd love for more people to listen to it. So if you could help me with that, I'd massively appreciate it. But for now, thank you for listening and I will catch you in episode 15. Thank you.